Hi guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Let's Chat Ethics. I'm your co-host, Ariana. And I'm your other co-host, Amanda. (laughs) And this week we have some exciting news. Um, We were actually seventh for tech news in Italy on Apple. So that's something that Amanda and I were really pumped about. yeah it's really exciting so thank you for everybody to everybody that's listening honestly and i think we were 25th in south africa so shout out to our south africa fans (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we're happy thank you yeah thanks everyone who's been listening we're really you know loving bringing you this content yeah (laughs) yeah this is really fun um yeah well look at us (laughs) Um, and this week we actually were going to discuss um, what is AI ethics and what AI ethics means to us because Amanda and I have realised that we've been speaking about AI ethics obviously from the beginning but haven't really actually defined what AI ethics is or kind of what we understand it to be and what is happening within the field as a whole kind of how the field got to where it is now Um, so in terms of what AI ethics is or slash means to me, uh, my journey was more coming into AI ethics from the uh, philosophy side, uh, doing a master's in philosophy and doing my um, dissertation on the effects of biotechnology and artificial intelligence on human nature. And through that, obviously looked at ethics and um, these kind of different conceptual ideas of what I guess AI is and what it could do and what it might mean and that's where my that's what sparked my interest in the area and um I was finished in 2015 and when I finished there honestly wasn't the kind of hype there is now around AI ethics at all actually so in terms of um jobs there wasn't really any kind of job or kind of there wasn't recognized an industry like we're seeing today so actually for me it's very exciting to see that there are now actually nine to five jobs in this area um you know private corporations are recognizing ai ethics um governments are you know the fact that amanda and i had um the center for data ethics and innovation on um a few weeks ago that you know that's a department set up by the uk government to advise on policies surrounding ethics of ai which is crazy yeah. if you said that to me five years ago i would be like no way yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I still kind of blows my mind so um so yeah I just think it's a really exciting time for ethical AI really the way it's just blown up and I feel like it's just gonna continue to progress from here hopefully and it's just an exciting time to be in this field um but actually I was saying to Amanda the other day actually about this company called Hypergiant based in Austin Texas who actually based um their ethical values and their guidelines around Kant, Immanuel Kant's theories of ethics and his framework. So yeah, I've been um, following Will Griffin, who's the chief ethics officer for a while and listening to some of the talks and events he's been to. But yes, anyone who wants to check that out, I feel like is a really interesting and kind of unique um, way a company is incorporating incorporating that into their values yeah yeah. we should talk about that in an episode because we actually should i really like that especially i'm like what (laughs) i know i know i'm actually really interested by that um that one when i saw that as well i was just like wow this is crazy to me but really i think i think it's a it's been a growing field and it's exciting to kind of see um it kind of boom the way it has especially in 2020 so 
yeah, I don't know if Amanda, you want to say what kind of AA ethics means to you and what you understand it's been, like how your journey with it. Yeah, so basically, I guess I always, whenever I thought about AI ethics, uh, for me, they were more kind of like interesting thought experiments um, because in my mind, it was all like, the Terminator and Half 5000, I want to say, you know, the evil computer from 2001. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I always thought like, oh, I mean, that, that yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. And maybe in the future it will be important, but it's so f- far off of what we've got today. Um, and I don't think there's anybody working on building evil computers <laughs> hopefully if you are out there and you're building evil computers stop i was gonna say maybe somewhere i wouldn't put it past this yeah. you know there's enough um, billion people maybe <laughs> yeah well i think even okay even like let's assume this happens accidentally we build an evil computer right like in all the science fiction movies i guess nobody's actually setting out to build an evil computer but that still seemed really far off to me that computers would be able to misunderstand the rules of of robotics or something into we must kill humans is the only way to protect humans or something you know i know i like i like how every film like that is like it's like an alien invasion but an invasion <laughs> yeah. when you actually like think about it in like practicality it's actually ridiculous but it's it's funny it's funny yeah yeah exactly i mean like we can't even get computers to understand the concept of a chair and <laughs> but anyway so for me, that was kind of what AI ethics was for the longest time. And I know it wasn't just for me. So I was reading a paper from 2016 talking about the social impact of natural language processing, which is my particular area of, of AI, I guess. And um, in the paper, they're talking about how up until that point, like a search on uh, an archive of papers for, I think it was ethics in NLP or ethics and natural language processing, returned two papers um, and neither of them actually had anything to do with ethics and NLP beyond maybe some like data protection or something, you know. Um, and now ethics in AI and ethics in NLP are such a massive important area that like, you know, we've seen this year that there was a few of the, the major conferences had workshops specifically dedicated to ethics and NLP um, and ethics and AI. And it's just been like in the news constantly this year. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And yeah, for me, I think it was also around 2016, 2017 that I got a little bit more interested in this um, because I was doing that um, a competition with a big company <laughs> that... I will not name. And we we had to be a little chatbot and then people were able to talk to our chatbot. And part of my job um, during that time was actually to go through and read the transcripts. And I could see what people were saying to, to the chatbot. To be clear, we couldn't see who was saying this to the chatbot. We didn't know anything about this, the, the people. Like We knew they were somewhere in the US, but we didn't know we we couldn't hear their voice or anything so we didn't know if it was a man or a woman or a child or where in the US they were we didn't know anything about them only the the conversation itself and um a lot of the conversations were very violent and very sexual and then i decided to 
changed the topic of my PhD to work on that instead of what I'd been working on previously, which was um, automatic evaluation of conversation. So if somebody gives you a conversation, is it a good or a bad conversation? What does it even mean for something to be a good conversation? Um, somebody else is working on that now, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, if you're That's curious, <laughs> uh, I'd be I'd be interested to see how that would rate our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I kind of got into it through through that. It was much more. I sort of stumbled into um, my area of research, and I mean, it was something that had always interested me in the sense of like obviously I'm interested in in feminism and all these things and then suddenly it was the two sort of collided um and it was just like very interesting to me so and and from that I kind of got more into AI ethics and I mean I always had the feeling that it you know AI ethics was important but it had never really sunk in so much like how important it was and I think uh, probably I know that m most people that study computer science don't get any kind of ethics training um, it's not usually mentioned um, like I even remember we had a course at the beginning of my degree where it was called Praxis and we're supposed to learn things that are important even actually we had another course on like basically being a professional <laughs> programmer <laughs> software engineer and ethics really came into it like they talked a lot about like copyright and all of that right and how to make sure mm -hmm. that your your stuff belongs to you and nobody steals it and we didn't really talk about I mean GDPR wasn't a thing then but data privacy and all of that was already kind of being talked about it's not, I mean, I'm not that old <laughs> this is yeah like, that's, the, that's the thing <laughs> yeah like I'm talking about 2014 or something this was already a big big problem mm. um yeah yeah no I feel like uh now I definitely think that the way it's going with um AI ethics that I do think that undergraduates and um master's programs probably in computer science will involve ethics now um because even when you look at if you just go and like research PhD um proposal um opportunities around Europe at the moment there's so many um there's so many i like proposals based on ethics yeah not just and it's not just in philosophy um where i feel like as before it was like usually you're thinking of only philosophy doing maybe the ethics side um but i think that's good though i think it's that's what it needs to involve really yeah absolutely because i think yeah sorry no no i was okay. just gonna say because at, at the end of the day that people who are creating the tech or the computer sciences so they yeah. need to they need to have a real idea of of the ethics um of what they're what they're creating yeah yeah absolutely i think um in fact i think one of the big problems that we've had is that uh, in computer science there is no emphasis or up until now there wasn't an emphasis on ethics and at the same time um in, from the philosopher's point of view, it's they also don't understand what computer science is actually doing, uh, how it actually works. And so it's very nice to say, you need to build ethical AI, but what does that mean? And then, you know... How the, do you do it practically? Yeah, because I think a big problem is that, you know, 
you can't code ethics into a system. So mm-hmm. what you need is a whole framework around the way that you build a system, um, which could be AI or, or otherwise. Like it doesn't have to be a quote unquote AI system. Yeah. To have ethical issues, right? Um, and I think that's been missing so far. And so there's been a lot of like, you know, it's sort of, I think, easy to call out the problem. And I think it's important to call out the problem, but you need to also be able to provide solutions and practical solutions. Because I think, you know, a lot of the AI problems today are, it's really ethical AI problems today are hard technically. They're not, you know, even something like bias, which is the, I guess, right now the most popular, like famous um, problem in AI ethics. It's a non-trivial problem to solve bias in, in things. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem that we've had for a very long time, even before we had AI, right? We had stats and say. psychology. Like if you think about it, bias medicine. has always been. Yeah, like you know how they were saying um, in, in medicine, all the studies are based on men because they're, you know, humans without women's pesky hormones. Uh, but then it turns mm-hmm. out that a lot of that doesn't translate to, to, to women or... Yeah. Um, yeah. Even like recently, they had that um, that black uh, doctor who shared um, what certain like rashes or what COVID rash and other um, forms mm-hmm. of rashes would look like on black skin because doctors aren't being trained on um, black skin; they're being trained on white yeah. skin, so they can recognize a rash on white skin, but not on black skin. So yeah, the bias is obviously seeps into every area. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, you know, in psychology and, and in, in the other sciences, they've, I think they've had more of an idea that this has been happening in terms of stats. And at the end of the day, machine learning is a matter of statistics. So all those problems, we're still going to have them in, in machine learning and we just need to find good ways to work around it. And I think maybe more transparency in terms of what the, the problems What's are, happening? right? Like the, the limitations of, of the systems. Yeah. Do you, so do you think cuz um obviously obviously in the medical field medical ethics is you know been a thing for however long and um like even biotechnology like bioethics is more um recognized and has been more of a practical field and there are like practical solutions and guidelines etc. Do you think um like why do you think it's only now that AI ethics is kind of become popular so so to say I don't know if it's actually being implemented correctly right as of yet but it's become more talked about so it's actually yeah. a, a topic of conversation I'm saying at every conference and now governments and um, tech companies have to recognize it um, yeah why do you think it's only now um I guess there's been more you know AI is more uh it's pervasive the word I'm looking for <laughs> ubiquitous <laughs> uh, now than than it was before um and we've had more chances to see what can go wrong um yeah. when you know you might have a system that is functions perfectly so for example we had a, when i was doing my my undergrad in computer science you know you, you had courses on finding on like testing and finding problems in your system and all of that right but that didn't really cover AI ethics or something like bias, right? So if your system might be working perfectly exactly how you intended for it to work or how you designed 
it to work um, and yet it has these problems right and I think yeah now, now that we've got you know the biggest companies in the world are tech companies everything has some kind of AI or machine learning or something um, built into it we've had more of a chance to see and uh, you know there's being used much more like in, in hiring and mm-hmm. um, the medical sciences are using it as well I guess it's just so much more everywhere than it ever was before. Yeah, yeah, um, I completely agree with you. I, I often wonder that as a whole, um, people working in this space and just everyone in general probably didn't predict that we would be implementing AI and machine learning at such a rapid rate and it would be in our everyday lives. Like we've spoken about before, not everyone even realises what machine learning and AI is and how it's used and how you're taking part in it every day. Um, but it also makes me question, you know, what was kind of the trigger point for a lot of people who now are working in this ethics space, um, as well as, you know, people in working in tech, what was kind of that, what was the one big moment that stood out that was like, wow, okay, this can be dangerous and this can have a really negative impact and we should also as well as recognising the positives, also recognise the negatives of, um, you know, this innovation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's also, you know, for a long time we had this idea that computers are always unbiased, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, machines are sort of rational. um, Yeah. And, yeah, I guess we kind of didn't think about it too much even though we were building systems to learn from a distribution and that's exactly what they're doing right (laughs) (laughs) um so i mean it yeah um i think it's also probably the way that ai is is different than what we imagined it would be like if you look at like yeah science fiction from the 70s and stuff and they were like the year 2000 it's like i was in back to the future and stuff you know and mm-hmm. i think the world is quite different than what we thought it was going to be once we had um ai and i mean yeah. i always want to kind of uh, i don't know i'm a bit always nervous about calling it ai because yeah, I always say we want to talk about like what we talk about when we talk about AI, but I guess I'm talking about like machine learning and um yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's very different. I guess probably when we imagined we'd have AI, I did we think that computers were actually going to be able to understand like the actual concept of a chair to really like grasp it the way we do? Yeah, I think I think a lot of the conversations about uh, AI have been um yeah, especially in like philosophy and just yeah the general conversations about it have always like the, the films and stuff have been like ha- the super intelligence isn't it yeah. thinking that a computer like you know like the film her yes exactly and like, you know, yeah <laughs> and you're in a re- and you're in a relationship with your computer and then there was that channel four series humans and it's like the the robots that um you know secretly actually could have empathy and they actually understood what it was like to feel and fall in love and they were deeper than computers I think everyone thought that's probably what or thinks that's what AI is as well yeah yeah exactly and and what and what yeah uh, yeah. and that's why I genuinely think a lot of people don't 
um, think about machine learning or AI in their everyday life at all. No, exactly. Like, I think, yeah, we've got this idea of, yeah, super intelligence. That's what we think about. That's why I don't want to call it AI, what we have today, because that's what I imagine when I think AI. I'm like, wow, basically an artificial human. Um, yeah. That's the- yeah, whereas <laughs> what we really have is, you know, pattern matching and statistics. Um, and it's, I mm-hmm. guess it's just not as sexy. Um, but maybe in a way almost scarier and more insidious because you just think it's just it's just that but it's I don't know um it's hard to imagine I don't know if somebody says like logistic regression it doesn't sound that exciting (laughs) no it's like like, what are you talking about (laughs) yeah but then you you watch the movie hard and you're like wow imagine being able to have sex with your computer I guess what a lot of people (laughs) want to do I don't know I mean in my experience yeah it seems like a lot of people want to get kinky with their computer yeah I think well if you give humans a chance to do do those things I'm sure they will yeah humans can't be trusted with some things <laughs> that's what we that's what we've learned throughout history yeah <laughs> um, so. i think um i also realized we haven't actually defined i was just thinking what, that i was like we, we haven't uh, yeah, actually... i was thinking we actually haven't defined what ai ethics is to people who don't don't know what ai ethics is or how it's or how people are trying to use ai ethics practically so i think if anyone listening who doesn't um you know work in this sector at all um, and doesn't hasn't read about it um so at the moment I feel like there's still a lot of trouble with trying to really define like we were saying what AI ethics is practically how we uh how we use it practically how companies use it practically like up so far we've had a lot of guidelines like the big tech companies have put out guidelines um you know the European Union as if you've been listening from day one (laughs) (laughs) we're doing the European Union um so yeah going through you know like the transparency accountability trying to basically like you were saying how do you apply that practically to a system and like you're saying we do we do have to have some kind of guideline because otherwise it's just what does ethics mean? Because ethics could be my moral value is going to be different to maybe your moral value. Um, and I guess the study of ethics is the study of right and wrong. And then you have like practical ethics. And then you kind of have these, like I was saying, moral values that kind of side off from that. So if you have studied philosophy, the different philosophers will have tell you what what their version of ethics can be. So I think that's when it can get like murky waters because then it's like, how do you apply that to a system um, is is every person is every company going to have a different ethical way of doing things, or are we going to have one agreed on way of doing things? Are we going to have one law, one policy? So this is why I think it's a tricky, it's still tricky, and a lot I've seen a lot at the moment in like the general AI ethics community. There's a lot of talk about um, bravery and um, and responsible AI, and kind of all these kind of new terms. I've seen some people even saying they don't. Like, agree with the term ethical AI that's still something and I, th- I say I think it's a hard problem because we're still trying to get everyone to agree what this really means mm-hmm. and how you can practically use it I'm not sure if you want to expand on that Amanda um yeah I was thinking maybe a concrete example of I don't know yeah for example some, I guess a lot of considerations that you might have when you're thinking about AI ethics is you know, you want to build a system and at every step of this development, the, the system's development, you're going to have different things that you, you need to worry about, right? So 
like a checklist yeah and so first of all like yeah what is your system doing like what is the point of your system and is that even an ethical thing to do right um so yeah i always think about i think that's a good word yeah um and i think sometimes this i would no no based on the news it seems like people skip right through this one it seems like the most obvious question right like i was i was gonna say i feel like you know just with anything like even like outside of uh, ai and ethics um if you're doing a project in work or in life surely you want to know what's the end goal (laughs) what are you trying to achieve and i think that's yeah so i think that should be one that definitely shouldn't be skipped like is this going to be ethical what's the end goal of this system yeah so that's that that seems like question number one (laughs) Uh, but then Mm -hmm. you know you have all these questions based on if you're using machine learning then you're going to need some some data um and when it comes to the data of course you have many questions so the obvious one would be about bias but you might also have to wonder how are you collecting this data are you um are you doing something illegal or immoral like are you scraping people's facebook profiles or like getting them to maybe answer some quizzes so that you can see if they've decided who they're voting for in the election. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, so there's that. There's also in terms of building the entire system, are you doing that ethically? Like, are you paying people to build the system? Whatever kind of yeah, system you're building. Is, I was going to say paying is key. Yeah. <laughs> Um, are you using ethical or like you know properly sourced technologies Um, even like Mm -hmm. in your office are you are you wasting paper and putting the heat on at like 30 degrees in the middle of December or something because you know that's one that I think definitely gets left out a bit I mean that's a whole nother episode but the sustainability side of yeah in fact that's the last guideline we have left to cover (laughs) i mean i'm definitely down to talk about sustainability and ai maybe next episode or the one after we might have a surprise for next week yeah maybe i like that i like that Um, but yeah there's so many so many aspects to cover that i think um can be sort of looked over and i think you know the probably the sustainability is might not seem like it's an obvious thing to group in, in AI ethics, I guess, but at the end of the day, it's going into building that AI system. Um, mm-hmm. So we also need to think about the human costs of building that system. Um, yeah. And I mean, even if we think about uh, Timnit's paper that she got fired over, yeah. um, one of the big points that she was, was making was that, you know, we're using up so much energy and producing so much co2 to produce these large language models for example um yeah that's the thing i feel like um yeah because that has a real like human impact you know what i mean it's got a real human cost at the end yeah. yeah i think overall the ethic like ethics practically in ai looks like like you were saying like trying to actually think about things on a deeper level before just starting a project and going with it and making sure you're yeah just not maybe doing things for the sake of doing things and actually what is what is the cost on every or on every level yeah and I think you know there's you know you were talking about how different people 
different countries, different cultures have different values. Um, Mm-hmm. And maybe we don't need to decide what are the like the best values and the most important ones globally, but at least as long as you know yourself or like at your company level, which or your country's level, what are the important values? Because I think you're gonna have times where two values are gonna come head to head, and you're gonna have head to, to prioritize one. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So it's important that you 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 know that what's important so that. At least if you're going to you're going to have to make a decision, make sure that that decision is, you know, it it fits within your values and that you didn't just sort of Mm -hmm. brush it off and then suddenly your system is racist. Yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. That's the thing. But that's why I do think with them in terms of uh, when if it's a private company, um, you know, like a tech company, for example, uh, creating... um, systems i do think that's why i think the actual ethos and moral values and the ethical values of the company have to come from the top down and in terms of it has to be an agreed on thing within the company because like you were saying it's people's things are going to come head to head of course but if you if you join a company you should join them and you should have i that's why i think it's important for them to kind of have a manifesto or what are their what are their beliefs as a company what is their what they're trying to do as a company as a whole what what do they believe in and what how do they look after their employees as well because that i think um says a lot about how the type the type of systems they'll then go on to create and what kind of is embedded in those yeah yeah exactly so and on I think that note yeah <laughs> we're <laughs> Wow. That's it. Um, so thank you very much for tuning in, guys. And thank you as always. It's been it's been fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. Let's <laughs> uh, chat ethics. Mm-hmm. And reach out to us on by email if you have any suggestions or comments or you know, episodes you want to hear at let's chat ethics at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.